Welcome to Hoops Zooted, the show that combines your two favorite things, weed and basketball. Pack a bowl, grab a seat, and join Evan and Colin as they get high and talk about Lakers basketball and whatever else comes to their wandering brains. Light it, don't hide it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops Zooted. Um, a sad kind of episode of Hoop Zooted. I actually need to change that intro. Um, you know, I need to let you all know that um, Colin and I have unfortunately had to part ways. Um, you know, it's been an amicable split, you know, no hard feelings on either side. Um, just, you know, we're just having a little bit of, you know, creative differences. And, um, I think this may be getting on each other's nerves a little bit. Um, and, you know, like Colin's a great dude. And, I, you know, I would rather stay his friend, you know, than, you know, have him, you know, stay married to this and have us just end up hating each other. So, so anyway, you know, I guess from, you know, from foreseeable future, you know, Hoop Zooted is a solo podcast. It is. Is just me. You're you're just stuck with the old man, the grumpy old man. So um, anyway, you know, I, I appreciate all of you um, that have been tuning in so far, um, and and you know, I hope you stick around. Um, you know, I plan to keep doing this. Um, you know, I I you know will probably you know in fact start doing this more frequently since it's just me. You know, there'll, there'll probably be shorter shows. Um, you know, but. Um, you know, maybe two, three times a week, you know, I haven't figured that out yet, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thinking, you know, probably more frequently. So, so anyway, um, you know, a little bittersweet tonight, but, you know, tonight, um, you know, also a little bittersweet because over Thanksgiving, you know, you know, we didn't do a show and over Thanksgiving, I also broke my Rick and Morty bong. You know, very sad, but you know that was that was kind of a cheap, cheap little knockoff bong. You know, I think I only paid like twenty bucks for that thing. It was you know, it was really kind of thin glass. You know, and so like, yeah, you know, that's one of the things like it, about glass pieces is you know, they do have lifespans, and sometimes you know, their lives end tragically. <laughs> so. Yes, that was that was sad. But um anyway, I I went out and I got myself a new bong. And it's got a nice kind of like golden like Lakers like gold hue to it that I kind of liked. So so anyway, so I got a new bong and I'm I'm smoking a little, little bit of ice pie tonight. And you know, since I don't have a co-host to kick it to here, you know, for me to take a take a hit to start with, you know, I'm going to just play a little bit of music and, you know, this isn't my music. Um, you know, the intro is my music. The outro is my music, but, um, you know, I didn't, didn't have time to, you know, create some music for this, doing it solo yet, but, you know, hopefully I will here in the future, but, you know, this is just, you know, what came along with, with the program here at StreamYard. So I want to just play a little music and, you know, a little kind of little intermission to, you know, take a, Take a couple hits to before we get this air, get this thing started here. So anyway, here we go. 
Uh, so anyway, you know, yeah, it's a that's a nice strain. Like I haven't had that before. It's kind of got a nice kind of like blueberry kind of terpenes to it. Very very nice. Ice pie. Again. So so anyway, um, you know, since the you know we didn't do a pod last week, um, you know, like I said, I need to start getting used to saying I as well. <laughs> You know, I got less. I'm going to be start talking in the royal we, um, but you know. <laughs> anyway, um, there were seven games that have been played since the last pod in this one. So, um, you know, in that time we were four and three. You know, which is it's nice. We were above five hundred, um, but it's it's definitely been a roller coaster ride for sure. Um, you know, we started it off with uh you know a very close win over the rockets you know 105 104 you know just barely escaping the win on that one you know but you know nice to nice to get the win after they you know really just pounded us the first time we played them um and then you know the second win you know was over the jazz and it was the you know the final tournament game and you know of course they go they get up for these tournament games they love these tournament games and you know i've heard that there's you know talk about expanding the tournament next year and you know i'm all for it you know i've 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 been really enjoying these tournament games the um the point differential has been really cool too like there was a great um game between sacramento and um golden state that came down to point differential that was a lot of fun to watch and ended up having just a crazy ending too and yeah just these tournament games have been great and you know anything that gives my lakers an excuse to you know really care about basketball and really play hard and in, in november like yeah bring it on so so more tournament games like yeah i thank you nba this you know i was resistant at the beginning but like i'm i'm really enjoying this right now so so anyway you know we got to nice win over the jazz um you know just destroyed them 131 to 99 you know that was you know that was nice so like you know two games in a row and then we get the heartbreaker with the mavs 101 to 104 you know comes down to the final seconds and we just you know can't can't get it there in the end and you know that one that one was an especially tough one with, you know, Braun throwing the final pass and just, you know, getting intercepted and yeah, just, and him also missing two critical free throws as well. And, you know, Jackson Hayes, I believe missing two critical free throws in that, in that um, stretch down, down the stretch. Um, So yeah, that was, that was a just absolute heartbreaker. Um, uh, but then we bounced back um, with what was a nice win over the Cavs, 121 to 115. Um, you know, in retrospect, it may not seem as nice as it did at the time because the Cavs have been up and down, kind of like we have a little bit, um, you know. And, you know, they, I, I, I really like the Cavs' talent, but, like, you know, they're still young and it seems like they're still trying to figure it out. Um, but, you know, that was it was nice to get the win in Cleveland, um, you know, and start, started that road trip. Um, 
you know, that was nice. But then, you know, we followed that up with a game that I believe is like still like haunting Lakers fans, like truly haunting Lakers fans. Like I, I, I've seen like so many of them talk about this game and like just some of them just seem like broken by this game. You know, the 76ers beat us by 44 points, 138 to 94. I mean, just destroyed us. Um, You know, now in context, you know, it was another night where we didn't shoot well and, Philadelphia, like, you know, practically had a historical shooting night. You know, they just they just couldn't miss. So, you know, you do have to put that in context. You know, maybe it shouldn't have been, you know, a 44-point loss, but, like, when they shoot like that, it's, you know, it's pretty hard to beat anybody. So, but that still was, like, that. that was a heartbreaking, devastating loss, I think, for a lot of Lakers Nation. And, you know, one, like I said, I think that I see a lot of people on the timeline that just still haven't gotten over it, it feels like. And, you know, then we we did bounce back right after that with a nice win over the Pistons. Now, of course, that's, you know, that's one that, like, you know, even though that was a wire-wire win, you know, we blew them out, 133 to 107. But, you know, nobody's going to, you know, be like, oh, we beat the Pistons. It's, you know, it is the Pistons. The Pistons have lost, um, gosh, however many in a row, I think like nine, 10 at this point. Like, um, yeah, like we were supposed to win that game. We were supposed to win it wire to wire. Let's, you know, I feel like I, I said after the game, it's kind of like a, just a hard hat game. We just, we put on our hard hats, did what we had to do and won that game. And, you know, um, other than that, there's really not a whole lot to take away from that game. Um, you know, just nice that we got that win. And then, you know, followed up with a back-to-back, um, you know, against the Thunder. And, of course, we come up short again in these back-to-backs. Um, you know, 133 to 110 against the Thunder. You know, we did start really strong in that first quarter. You know, we had like a you know nice nine, I think even eleven point lead there in the first quarter, um, but just couldn't hold on. Just didn't have the legs for it. You know, most of it was just we didn't have the depth for it. Like you know, we we're missing so many pieces. Um, you know, four rotational players that are all going to come back. You know, um, in fact, like I believe on Saturday um, for the Rockets, we should be getting back everybody. Um, except Gabe Vincent. So that, you know, that is a great, great sign. So like, you know, reinforcements are on the way. Like, you know, this, as tough as things have been, you know, you know, we're still above 500, two games above 500, 11 and nine, you know, 20 games, you know, like, and, you know, like, I don't want to like do the thing of like, you know, this is what we were last year or whatever, like, that's last year's over. Let's not talk about last year. That's not important. What's important is that, you know, we are 11 and nine and 11 and nine, you know, we're only, I believe, I think last time I checked like three and a half games out of, out of first place, um, you know, maybe four. Uh, and, you know, what that means is basically, you know, 
we're like a good, you know, if we get a good like seven, eight game win streak, you know, we're at the top of the seedings here, you know. So, you know, I understand, you know, a lot of Laker fans want to just, you know, panic, freak out, everything like that, but we're in good position still. We're in good position. It's early. It's only November. There are a lot of things that are frustrating. There are definitely a lot of things that need to be fixed on this team. You know, I'm not going to sit here and like paint a rosy picture. And yes, you know, I am the guy who predicted this team to win 62 games. And yeah, I'm going to stand by that prediction and I'll get probably get dragged for that prediction all season long. That's fine. You know, I still truly believe in this team. I believe once this team gets clicking, they really can go on a nice winning streak. And you know, I really, I like this team. And I, I love the fact that we're getting healthy here right as the tournament's about to start too. It's, you know, it's exciting from that aspect. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the Rockets game and then I'm looking forward to that first tournament game, you know, against the Suns. You know, I think we've got a pretty good shot in that, you know. Um, but, you know, we like I said, there's still a lot of things that, you know, that need to be fixed. You know, um, you know, rebounding is still an issue. You know, defense is definitely still an issue. You know, like, you know, giving up 138 to the Sixers, you know, giving up 133 to the Thunder, you know, like the defense, you know, even though that they've been ranked, you know, in the top 10, I think they, they got up to nine here, you know, even without Vando, you know, it's still early. It's, you know, that... That ranking is, you know, kind of a little bit of fool's gold, you know, in some respects. So, you know, the defense has been definitely, you know, subpar. And, you know, we, we that that's, you know, we, we, we can't pretend like it's not, like it's not, it's been good in spurts, but they haven't put it to, together fully, you know. Um, and, you know, the other thing we have to remember is that, you know, that Ham, you know, he's a he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. He's still a young coach. I'll keep saying that over and over. Like, you know, you have to realize this is this is his second year as a head coach. And yes, he did spend all that time as an assistant coach before this, but being an assistant coach is not the same as being a head coach. It's a completely different mentality and mindset. And, you know, and, and the thing is that, you know, I don't think Darwin is a bad coach. Like there's, there are some coaches in this league that I look at and I'm just like, yeah, I, you know, we've got it better than, than it could be. So, you know, I, I understand the concerns, but you know, just got to remember ham is okay. He's not great, you know, and, you know, remember who you coach is too, you know, like I see, you know, so much like clamoring, you know, about like getting Zach Levine and you got to remember that like, you know, bring me in a guy who doesn't play as much defense, you know, he's already kind of going to be in ham's doghouse a little bit. So, you know, you got you got to understand that like fit 
is important. Like whenever we're talking about any kind of trades and everything like this, and you know, I, I, I'm not trying to play, play fan police either, you know, you know, make all the hypothetical trades you want, but just, but just kind of understand maybe that, you know, our coach is who he is and you're not going to change. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to favor defensive players, um, you know, and fit wise, we want two way players, defensive players, especially, you know, and just kind of think in that mindset because that's, that's, I'm sure, the same kind of mindset that Rob is thinking in. And anyway, you know, it is what it is. You know, he's not going to get fired anytime soon. He signed a four year contract. So realistically, he, they're going to let him finish out at least this year before they fire him. So whether you like him or not, we're stuck with him this year. Um, and, you know, I, and I think the only way he's going to get possibly fired this year is we'd have to have some sort of catastrophic losing streak, you know, so hopefully that does not happen. So anyway, all that aside, you know, like I've all keep saying, you know, patience, Rome wasn't built in the day. This, this team is still trending in the right direction. It's been, you know, trending upward and doing, doing the things that they need to do, you know, so, you know, it's not great, but not bad considering all the injuries as well. You know, D'Lo, you know, that's that's still an ongoing issue. And I still like D'Lo, um, you know, but he is he is just so frustrating too. Like, you know, when he comes out and he can score 35 against the Pistons, and you're just like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, you know, where were you hiding this all this time? Like, you know, and it's just this up and down. But like, you know, that's, I think that's what we have to kind of accept as Laker fans with this team, you know, as it's constructed right now, you know, it is flawed. And, you know, we don't have that consistent third score, but hopefully we can have a third scorer by committee, you know, where sometimes D'Lo does it, you know, hopefully sometimes Reeves does it. He, you know, I need to talk about him a little bit. He needs to get his shit together too. Um, but anyway, you know, like, and sometimes Rui does it, you know, but I think that kind of like committee approach may be what we, you know, have to kind of expect or like, is kind of best case scenario because I don't see any one of them possibly being that third guy consistently every night, but hopefully they can maybe take turns and maybe it'll work out. Um, so You know, anyway, and then, you know, Austin, you know, he's been so up and down and it's still, in my opinion, it's, it's a mental thing with him. He looks like he's, you know, it's a combination of, you know, either gripping too much, you know, thinking too much or, um, kind of, 
you know, feeling himself a little bit too much, you know, trying to, you know, throw up a like contested three from like, you know, seven feet from behind the arc and stuff like that. Like he needs to find a kind of happy medium that he, he hasn't quite settled into yet. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that is, you know, he's being scouted now, of course, you know, and it, it's, it's a little harder, you know, when people expect you as opposed to, you know, you're kind of sneaking up on them. So like, like he was last year. So, you know, he, he's definitely got to make some adjustments. Um, you know, been joking that like, you know, maybe I need to stop calling him the white Cobra, you know, maybe start calling him the white worm, but like, I'm not going that far. <laughs> But you know he's he's still the white cobra. I still believe in him. I think he's gonna figure this out, you know. But like, man, like that that backcourt, that backcourt is still an issue, and especially defensively. Like, you know, they they need to figure something out defensively, and hopefully, Gabe Vincent can maybe kind of patch some of that up a little bit, you know, when he comes back. Um, you know, we'll have to see, you know. But yeah, I think ultimately, you know, someone in that backcourt is probably going to be traded. And, you know, considering that it's, you know, that Austin is such a fan favorite and seems to be an organizational favorite as well, it's probably leans towards D'Lo. Um, so, but, you know, that's also an interesting, you know, thing to think about also because, you know, as up and down as D'Lo has been with his shot and, you know, giving us points every night consistently, he has been giving us consistent playmaking. So if we lose him and don't address that playmaking, you know, it may, you know, create another, you know, another gap, you know, by, you know, it fixes one gap by, by, and creates another problem kind of thing. So, you know, we've got to be, got to be careful about that too you know like as imperfect as Delo is you know he may be you know the best option that's that's available and the best fit that's available um you know we'll just we'll have to see like i'm still not a big believer in levine um you know i he's great offensively i i just i question defensively and i question mostly a guy that's been a number one coming and willingly be becoming a number three, you know, with LeBron and AD and like, you know, being willing to the, cause that that's, that's really looking to be like, you know, 15 to 20 a night instead of, you know, the 25 to 30 a night. And that's, you know, a sacrifice in volume that I don't know if he's ready for. Um, so you know we'll we'll see you know like and and the other thing is too that like you know any any trade that's been with that that has involved Rui I've seen and I believe that he's not available until at least January 15th and you know it looks like you know with things the way things have gotten in Chicago it's you know I it seems like the locker room is pretty 
toxic at this point and like zach does want out um so i think there's a very good chance that you know he gets dealt before that january 15th too so we may not even get a shot at him anyway but you know we'll we'll have to see and you know i think this team i still feel like once this team is together and starts to gel that you know we'll get some better chemistry and we'll you know because injuries are still going to happen and i think we'll we'll battle through them better as as we get better chemistry so anyway um you know that's that's pretty much what's you know gone on for you know the past couple of weeks here you know like i said it you know four and three not bad not bad you know like yes we do have higher expectations this is Lakerland. you know we're always going to have the high expectations and you know fans you know we we joke a lot of times like you know like even if we're undefeated like you know a lot of us would still be bitching and moaning about stuff you know but that's you know <laughs> neither here nor there you know like we don't need to, we don't need to talk about that you know because that's that's not that's not happening anyway so so anyway um you know not bad not bad so anyway before before we go on to our next topic i'm gonna just play a little music and you know take another hit so yeah let's let's play this one You know, next thing I want to talk about, um, you know, it's been, you know, a hot topic for, for some, um, but, you know, a no-brainer for others. Um, basically, LeBron has talked about how he wants to take off a game if it conflicts with Bronny's first game playing for USC. And, you know, there's been a small number of people that have, you know, been complaining about that about him missing a game but i'm not one of them i'm definitely not one of them i'm like give that man 
a day off. That's that is a once in a lifetime opportunity to see your kid, you know, play his first college basketball game. Like that is pretty fucking cool. And you know, LeBron, like of all people, you know, someone who, you know, is the face of the league brings that much to your organization. You know, yes, you give him one game, one game for that. It's okay. I don't care if it's Denver we're playing. I don't care, you know, if it's Boston we're playing, you know. And, yeah, I'm sure some people will, you know, jump on me over that. But, like, I don't care. Like, one game, one regular season game to see his his kid play. Like, yes. Yes, that like I said, that is once in a lifetime. I don't understand how anybody could think that that is bad, detrimental for the team, or like, like everybody on that team would be encouraging and you know, and wanting the same thing. Like, there's just no way. Like, come on, give give that man the day off. Like. That's so cool. Like, I'm excited to see that first game with Bronny. Like, that's appointment television. Like, you know, if it conflicts with the Laker game, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I may have to have two screens on and like, you know, back and forth, you know, like, so I understand it's, you know, and like, it's, you know, a hundred times that if that was your kid, like, you know, so give the man a break, man. Give the man a break. It's, that's that's a pretty cool thing so so anyway you know that's you know i guess i guess fairly short and sweet about that um you know but you know yeah i just i wanted to give my opinion on that like you know and i don't you know it's obviously not a controversial opinion you know like but like i like i said i still don't understand the people who think that he shouldn't get that day off like yeah anyway so next thing I want to talk about, it's um, it's a not so great thing. It's this whole Josh Giddy saga. And, oh, man. To me, it's gotten to, you know, a whole, yeah, whole other levels of disgusting in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the latest I've heard is now that... Um, you know the the parents and um of the you know minor involved are not cooperating with authorities um and this to me you know like obviously we don't you know have all the detail details but like i don't see any good reason why as the parents you wouldn't be cooperating and it feels like they're okay with this and it's just disgusts me because it feels like the parents are almost pimping out their own child you know because they're they're expecting money from from somewhere or maybe they've already been paid off and like you know i have no idea you know obviously you know but like that's what it looks like on the surface and it's just it's really really gross um, you know, but you know, Newport police, 
um, you know, you know, Newport Beach, California have gone after him. And, you know, age of consent in Newport is 18. So, you know, he could be in very, very big trouble, you know, you know, even if the parents don't cooperate, um, you know. And yes, this whole this whole thing is really disgusting. And, you know, I've been talking about on my timeline and, you know, there's something else I want to talk about because there's you know, some people that have called me out, or at least one person, I shouldn't say some people, one person in particular who called me out um, on the timeline because, you know, Kobe is my goat. And, you know, see, I'm, I'm wearing Kobe's, Kobe's jersey tonight. You know, um, you know, yeah, I love Kobe. I recognize his greatness. You know, he is not my favorite player, as a lot of people think. You know, my favorite player is James Worthy. Um, you know, but I do recognize Kobe's greatness. You know, he is the person that, you know, that I currently see is the greatest of all time. And the only reason I see that also too, is that LeBron is not done. So like, you know, LeBron, LeBron says, settle down, just calm down, you know, because I believe when LeBron is done, he is going to have the best argument of anybody, you know, to be the goat, you know, but, you know, Kobe is still my goat right now. And, you know, settle down Jordan fans. You know, I, I believe in my heart that like Kobe is just better than Jordan, just by like the tiniest, tiniest amount, just a tiny little hair, you know? So, and like, I believe those three, like, you know, no matter where you put them, like those three in the modern era are the three goats of basketball. So like, I feel like, you know, no matter where you rank them, like I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but, you know, but so anyway, you know, get a little sidetracked there, you know, you know, because I, you know, support Kobe um, and, you know, I was talking about Josh Giddy, you know, I was accused of being a hypocrite, you know, because of the things that Kobe has been through and, you know, I, I just, I found this really just kind of an unfair accusation, like, you know, well, I mean, I guess not necessarily unfair is just, you know, kind of a short-sighted accusation because it's, you don't, I feel like you haven't lived long enough if, you, if you've never contradicted yourself for one. Um, and for two, it's not like I'm celebrating Kobe's personal life. I'm celebrating Kobe, the basketball player. You know, when Kobe had a lot of his troubles, I did not support him. I was not happy. And I was team Kobe, you know, before those things happened. You know, he broke my heart when Colorado happened. You know, absolutely broke my heart. You know, but I celebrate Kobe as the basketball player. And, you know, I struggled with this for a long time because when that all happened, I pulled away, you know, from, from even watching Lakers basketball between 04 and 08. Um, and, you know, cause I was mad at Kobe and I regret a lot of that because I missed a lot of his greatness. I missed his 81 point game. You know, I go back and watch it all the time. 
And I, you know, I, I'm sad because I, I never got to experience that live. I'll never, you know, as joyful as that is to watch, I'll never get that like initial joy. I, I missed because I was mad and, you know, I was mad about something he had done in his personal life and I was judging him for something he had done in his personal life. And, you know, like I said, I've wrestled with this it's a long time and, you know, I'm not God. I'm not here to judge him. You know, what he did, you know, like, obviously, I don't approve of. I, you know, it broke my heart, all of that, you know, and, you know, when it happened, you know, and that was the other thing is that this, you know, this person was, you know, calling me a hypocrite, saying that, you know, like I wouldn't have been saying that these same things about Kobe. And like, had he been around me, he would have heard me say even worse things about Kobe because I was so angry back then. But you need to understand also that I'm celebrating Kobe as the basketball player. You know, I'm not his judge and jury. I'm not Judge Dredd. I'm not God. I'm not here to, you know, to do these things and, and judge him. So I just appreciate him as a basketball player. He is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen play basketball. You know, and like I said, calm down, Braun fans. Braun's just not done yet. And calm down, Jordan fans. It's just by the tiniest of little hairs. You know, I'm sure they're all come after me. You know, these these stands love to descend on me these days, you know. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, you know, you can separate, you know, the basketball career from the person. And, you know, you can even do this with Josh Giddy. Like, if you appreciate Josh Giddy's game, you know, you can still appreciate his game and not appreciate what he's done off the court. And, you know, I know that's hard for a lot of people, but, you know, also this, this extremism that so many people have of just condemning somebody by association or, you know, wanting to, you know, just having this absolutist kind of approach to everything, you know, that's, that's kind of part, you know, like look around like our politics and what's going on, you know, it's kind of part of the problem. So anyway, I just, I just wanted to say that like, you know, you can separate these things, you know, what Josh Giddy did was terrible. What Kobe did was terrible. But you can still appreciate their games. And, you know, that's that's an adult kind of way of thinking. And, you know, maybe if you haven't gotten there yet, I understand. But, you know, you also need to understand, you know, if that person, you know, that likes to come after me is listening you know if you come towards somebody and you have such strong feelings about that you know don't be so you know offensive with your attack and you know start like judging someone's character because you're not going to get a good reaction just so you know
so anyway just wanted to address that um you know and you know just discuss it at josh giddy discussed it at, you know the parents because it seems like they accept what's going on and you know like guys take personal responsibility for your thing man come on like i see too many guys in the timeline like you know wanting to absolve guys you know for not taking responsibility for their damn thing so <laughs> knock it off man you know you know what your dick can do you know you know how babies are made quit the cap <laughs> so anyway let me take a drink and then we'll move on here to the next one yeah so anyway um you know on to you know the rest of the western conference you know Clippers and Warriors continue to struggle. You know, unsurprisingly to me, you know, like I've, like, you know, as soon as Clippers got hardened, I thought they were going to start, you know, start that decline. And I've never believed in CP3 with the Warriors. You know, they still don't have enough size. Um, and, you know, they've, yeah, they've, they've been struggling. And, you know, yeah, I still I still feel bad for Russ with the Clippers, man. Like I feel like he got such a raw deal in all of this. He really had that team cooking before that hardened trade. And man, it just yeah, it I just man, like can he catch a break? Like, you know how the mighty have fallen kind of thing. And it's just, it's really sad. And like, uh, yeah. Anyway, like I'm, I guess I'm kind of a little speechless about it. Like, because it just, just makes me sad. And just, I wish there was something that, you know, because Harden's the goddamn one that should be coming off the bench, you know, but obviously that's not going to happen, you know, and you know, that team chemistry sucks right now. And you can just tell, like, but, you know, they're, they've, they've made that bed. They're going to have to lay in it. And, you know, as much talent as they've got, it's also just like, it's mind boggling that they can't figure it out too, like between the four of them. But like, but I think a big part of it is what they've done to Russ, like, and, you know, cause like the smart thing to me would be to start Russ and PG and actually bring both Harden and Kawhi off the bench. And you match their minutes together like that because of the fact that the, the pace that they both play or, you know, that they match up and play with, you know, PG and Russ play at a faster place and Kawhi and Harden play at a slower pace. And, you know, I think if they figured that out, they, they could actually, be you know pretty deadly but um you know as it is right now it's it's a mess and you know the, the the demise of nick batum was obviously greatly exaggerated as well he's flourishing now in philly you know like that that was you know big loss for them um and then you know then onto the warriors like 
Draymond, like Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. You still need some anger management, man. Like, man, I, I, I really like Draymond too. Like I, I, I like the fact that he, you know, he speaks his mind so much and, you know, like he is, but like, you know, we gotta be honest. He's, he's a dirty player. Like, and you know he's he's got to do something about that temper. Like I can't imagine that Steph and Steve Kerr are not getting tired of that by now. Like I, I just I, I don't see how that's you know that's going to last for too much longer. And you know it just yeah the death of the dynasty and then and then GP two that one also breaks my heart. Like. He gets injured like that. That poor kid can't catch a break. Injured again, man. And then, and then Wiggins slams his finger in a car door, and you know he has to sit out and can't play. And yeah, that both of these teams are just a mess right now. A mess, you know. Sorry, Warriors fan. Sorry, we you know ended your dynasty last year. But yeah, it looks like it is over. It is over. And you know, Clippers, like until you figure that out with with the pace, like I I just don't don't see it. Like, you know, you're gonna continue to flounder here and kind of go go up and down here. So, you know, anyway, um, you know. Before we go on to the next topic, I'm going to play it a little more music and take another hit and take a drink and be right back. So let's have another little quick little intermission before the next topic. You know, you know that, and that also still leaves us, you know, with um, you know the top of the mountain here, Denver. Denver is still the team that we that we need to get over, team that we need to beat, and they still look great. You know, even without Murray, even without Jokic, you know they they got a nice win over the Clippers, even without Jokic the other night. So, but you know as you just heard what I said about the Clippers, you know, that, that can also be take that with a grain of salt because the Clippers are, you know, still a mess right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, Denver still the team to beat. Minnesota's a lot better too. You know, Minnesota's really dangerous and that, that size of theirs 
can give us a lot of trouble. Um, you know, so, you know, both teams are better right now, but I also feel like they're, they're not insurmountable. You know, it's not like they're, you know, so much better that like, Oh, we're never going to beat them. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's just on the margins. They're, they're just better on the margins in a lot of things. But, you know, we, we have the personnel. We're just going to have to, you know, do the work to get better, to match up, match up with these teams. Um, you know, because the biggest problem with our team is that we're not hitting our shots. And, you know, if they hit their shots just closer to a league average instead of being at the bottom of the league where they are right now, you know, we'll be a much better team, you know, especially if we can, you know, play better defense you know even this kind of marginal defense we're playing right now if we could just hit around the league average with our shots we're probably you know instead of um 11 and 9 we're probably looking at something more like you know 15 and 5 so you know it's 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 been that that much of a difference um you know and i i still Still, you know, have some doubts about this five-out offense. You know, there there's some good things that I see with it. You know, when it's when it's clicking and we are hitting our shots, it is. You know, like I can, I can, I can see it, and I can kind of drink the Kool Aid a little bit. Um, you know, but you know, when they're not hitting their shots, they get discouraged really quickly, and that's you know that's what I get worried about. And, you know, that's, that's the unfortunate thing with that. Um, you know, but the five out offense has also helped us with transition de defense a little bit. I've noticed, you know, because we're a little bit more spread out and, you know, able to, you know, respond quicker to get quickly, uh, get back quickly on the, on the transition. So, you know, that's, that's been helpful. You know, I've, I do like that a lot. Um, you know, but, um, you know, I'm still, my issue with the five out is I just wonder, like, long term, do we have enough consistent shooters to make it work? Or is it going to just be this roller coaster just up and down all season? You know, um, you know, obviously, you know, Darvin Ham's going to stick with this system. And I guess we're, kind of kind of stuck with this um you know and i guess we'll just kind of have to see you know you know it, it's that's it's going to be how it is this year like i said like darwin's not going anywhere till at least next year you know with a four-year contract i can't imagine they don't want to they don't want to pay him off until there's at least you know half the contract gone so so anyway, um, you know, that's, we still got to climb the mountain, you know, we're, we are getting better. Like I said, we are trending up, you know, we've, we've got, got, got a lot of work to do though. You know, um, it is nice that we are getting healthy. Finally, you know, we're going to get everybody back here, you know, tomorrow night, you know, I'm recording this on Friday night, you know, tomorrow night, Saturday night playing Houston and you know everybody but Gabe Vincent sounds like should be available and ready to play for that game 
So, you know, we got Cam back, we got Rui back, we got Vando back, which is huge. Um, you know, we've missed him so much. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, uh, what Reddish and um, Vando can do together, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know. But also, you know, is it too much of a, you know, offensive loss to have them both on the floor at the same time? We'll have to see that as well, um, you know. But you know, things things are looking things are looking good, you know. And you know, of course, there's a lot of you'll you know if you're on Twitter, you'll see a lot of the timeline, you know, freaking out, you know, ready to fire Darwin, ready to trade for everybody, um, you know. But got to remember, got to lock in. You know, we we can't trade for anybody. You know, trades don't start until the, you know, December 15th. And, you know, nobody's going to want to trade with us real fast. And so realistically, like, you know, if you're looking at, if we're looking at a trade, it's going to be late January, early February, most likely, if we get one. So um, just, just keep that in mind, you know, play with the trade machines all you want. But just remember, it's it's a long ways off still. And we got quite a few games to play, you know. So anyway, um, you know that that brings me on to um, the topic I want to I want to talk about. Um, you know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna try and make this a fairly fairly semi regularly um, segment here. Um, it's my little Mamba mentality corner here. Cause I think, you know, like if you follow me on Twitter, you know, you'll see that like every once in a while I'll put out a, you know, Mamba mentality tweet. Um, a lot of times, you you know, usually after a loss, because I, th I think that that's where, you know, the Mamba mentality is really important. And I think it gets misconstrued and misunderstood by a lot of people of what it, really is like there's a lot of people who think it's just about um you know trying really hard and you know shooting every shot you know whether you're guarded by three or four guys and you know it's 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 not any of those superficial things it's more about being present being in the moment and being still and being thoughtful and just accepting the world as it comes you know a lot of it you know what kobe was talking about with a lot of that is a lot of that is based in you know eastern philosophies that are thousands of years old and you know it's there's there's a lot of deep deep wisdom in what he was talking about so i just you know those of you that follow me on twitter you know, I'll, I'll I'll continue to keep putting out those you know mama mentality tweets, but, but I I just want people to kind of understand, you know, more of what mentality is, and you know I feel like a lot of fans really could use a little more mama mentality. You know, they're you know a lot of them are up and down, and they're not you know they're not being still and, you know, just kind of accepting what comes a lot of times. 
And, you know, and I do understand it. It's hard. It's, you know, like I've got to work on mine. Like, and I'm going to be honest, like, you know, as somebody who, you know, used to be, you know, a drug addict, a pill popper, uh, you know, and a, a drunk mostly, you know, like, you know, I had my issues, you know, my mom mentality used to be freaking terrible, you know, but as I've gotten, gotten sober, you know, I, I do still smoke weed. That is my one last vice that I, you know, like, you know, I had quite a few vices years ago, you know, I've got it narrowed down to just one vice, you know, which is a very good thing. <laughs> you know, it's a much, much safer, you know, much better vice for me. So, so anyway, you know, I just want to be clear with all of you. Like, you know, I'm, I used to be not good at this and I'm also working on this too. So, you know, I, I'm sharing those, you know, not just for everybody else and, you know, to kind of be smug and be like, Oh, you, you know, you all just need to, you know, listen and be like me and, you know, and be more like Kobe. No, it's, it's, it's not that at all. I want you all to understand that, you know, I'm sharing this because his mom mentality stuff, um, you know, made me look a lot more into a lot of that, you know, a lot of the Eastern religions that, you know, that it's based on and, you know, just mindfulness and, you know, cause a lot of it is, you know, it's from Buddhism. Um, and, and, and Taoism and, and things like that. And, so it's it's really it's really good it's important you know because it's it's helpful to a lot of people um and i just i just want to kind of help kind of reiterate and teach people what the real mamba mentality is you know and it's like i said it's about being present and just accepting things as they come and you know accepting that 11:9 record is part of this so, so anyway, you know, Mamba mentality, like, you know, do you have it? It doesn't matter if you have it or not. You know, I'm not asking you to just snap a finger and be like, be like Kobe, but work on it. Try and get better, you know, 1% every day. Just try and get better. That's also what it's about. So anyway, moving on. That's going to mean only one thing. to do this a little bit different now now it's just me you know i don't have somebody to toss it to so i've come up with a, a slightly different format you know it's gas or pass so i've got i've got three people i would gasp with and three people i would pass with so you know and anyway you know 
we'll just kind of jump right into this and kind of see how see how this works with this new format. See. So anyway, we'll start with we'll start with gas, and I'd first like to gas with Tom Waits. Tom Waits would be a fun gas. Like he's got so many stories. He's been through so many different things, ups and downs. You know, he's he's gone from rich and poor like numerous times. Like just sitting and talking with him and getting stoned. Like, yeah, I, I I could dig Tom Waits for a long time. That that would be a lot of fun. And then, you know, we'll go on to pass. And this guy, um, yeah, this guy. Like he's a rocker, but he's an obnoxious rocker. Um, you know, like in my opinion, really only ever did one good song, um, Stranglehold. Um, Ted Nugent. And, you know, not only would I pass with Ted Nugent, you know, I would I would kick him out of the fucking moving car while we were getting stoned. Like, fuck that guy. I don't like Ted Nugent. <laughs> So he's he's a definite pass on me. So so anyway, you know, back to back to gas. And you know one of my favorite players from from back in the day, you know, he he was not a great offensive player, but you know, he was great rebounder. And he had threw one hell of an outlet pass. Kurt freaking Rambus, man. Like, I would love to fucking sit down and, you know, burn a few with Kurt. And that would be freaking awesome. Like, yeah, I'd, ha I'd have so many, so many questions to ask about the Showtime Lakers. And just, yeah, like, and so many other questions that, yeah, I would ask him about a lot of other things. But, like, yeah, Kurt would be awesome. Kurt would definitely be a, a gas for sure. And then move on to pass. And this guy is the guy I hate probably, you know, the second most of NBA players. And like, you know, and that's saying a lot because like I love pretty much every guy that's ever played in the NBA except for two dudes and you know like i think you've heard me talk about one you know danny ainge number one you know public enemy number one danny ainge but this guy is number two bill fucking lane beer like you know not only would i not smoke with him like i would give him a clothesline <laughs> Anyway, talking shit, Bill would probably kick my ass. He, he's, you know, foot taller than me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, definitely pass with Bill Lambier. So, anyway, we'll come back to gas now. And, you know, this guy is one of my favorite presidents in history. I've just always thought him to be an interesting, interesting character. Um, and a guy that I'd I'd love to you know sit down and 
smoke a few with and and talk with and you know a lot of questions i would ask him and that'd be teddy roosevelt you know just asking about the rough riders ask him you know about you know what he did with national parks so many that like yeah teddy's teddy's an interesting interesting guy so teddy's a definite gas and then you know we'll we'll end it you know of course obviously see see a theme going on here we'll we'll go with a another president and this guy's a, a not so nice president um you know uh andrew jackson and yeah not only would i not not smoke with andrew jackson you know yeah i, I just slap him upside the head like no like no <laughs> anyway i don't i don't know if i need to elaborate on that or not but um anyway you know had a lot of fun here you know as you can see it's it's just me now you know i i appreciate everybody who's been rocking you know with both me and colin and now i hope you continue to rock with just me um you know maybe i'm not as entertaining without without a co-host but i hope i hope that i'm still you know still enjoyable to some um i appreciate every single one of you view, views and listens and you know thank you any of you that you know listen on um spotify you know or um, itunes please um uh rate subscribe review you know like if you can prove review especially you know that is so helpful i truly appreciate those um they're so rare so hard to find so um you know speaking of which actually there's some some pods i need of friends i need to put some reviews on um i'll be on that soon guys anyway um this has been fun you know i've enjoyed myself even though it's been kind of just hear me talking to myself um you know like when we started this i wasn't so sure if i could do this by myself um you know so colin i owe you a lot of big thanks like you know i you've helped give me the confidence that i do feel feel like i can do this like myself and here i've done just a little over an hour and it just breezed by so anyway you know again thank you everybody and you know stay zooted in the history of mankind men have been called out and written up millions of times over but only one man was written up for and i quote making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop rest in power my friend washiko